welcome back to another episode of Now What Shall We Talk About? And in this episode, I'm very excited for, um, this is not episode 5 or 6 or 7 or even 8. Like Edward Rooney found out about Ferris Bueller's Days Absent, we've done this nine times, as they say over and over. Because that's a great movie, and Edward Rooney, that guy. But in this episode, I actually speak with someone that I've never met, never spoken to prior to this, and you're getting the entirety of the conversation. Um, I happened upon, and we touch on it in here, um, a website that is, it's like a dating website, but it puts podcasts with guests, or if you think you're interesting, you can put yourself out there as a guest, and then podcasts can ask you to be on it. And I don't remember if I found him or he found me, but just we're interested in the same thing as far as just let's have a conversation about something. So that is, we set up a time, set up a day. Um, He is out uh, just outside of Los Angeles, he said. So we had to kind of figure a time in between uh, with the two hour time difference that worked. Um, And he settled on 9 a.m., which was 9 a.m. here. So he was up at 7 a.m. out there. So I appreciate that. Ended up being a pretty cool dude. Um, I would definitely love to have him back on or go on to his show this next Wednesday. Um, his podcast is being released. He's just trying to get his name out there in the middle of doing all this stuff. And that would be... Um, actually, it should be out now because <laughs> we're past next Wednesday. Um, it should have been out on July 7th. So anytime after that, look this up. I'm doing the intro after um, our recording, so I probably should have looked at that before I started recording. But the uh, his podcast that you're looking for is called Double Tapped Fatigues to Slacks, and it's three buddies of his um, that were in the military service together, and they just kind of BS a little bit. He said the first episode is kind of how they each figured out and navigated their own transition from the military back to civilian life so if you were in the military probably be pretty fascinating and you can relate to a lot of stuff but he also said they will talk about movies and sports and whatever so basically just three buddies who happen to have been in the military might talk about that might talk about regular guy stuff or regular stuff in general so uh hop on over um he said it'll be on apple Podcasts, google spotify stitcher all the normal places you get your podcasts check them out give them a like give them a follow and uh, hopefully we can talk to him again here, too, if he's not too busy taking over the world with his own podcast. Uh, but we both went into it cold. Uh, we did do a video just because it's easier to talk when you can see someone. Uh, but we just recorded the audio because it's cheaper on my end <laughs> for the remote recording service. Uh, much cheaper to just record the audio. But, um, yeah, it was a cool dude to talk to. Uh, very easy to talk to. I think he'll do good in his podcast. And I... Uh, well, now that it's out, <laughs> I have to go and follow and subscribe. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Uh, dude's name is Joshua Velez, or Velez, I'm not sure. I didn't ask him about that, um, nor did I ask if it was Joshua or Josh. But in the notes that I have him down when we scheduled it, it was Joshua. I don't want to piss him off too much. The next military dude's going to beat the shit out of me. But um, yeah, we had a good talk. Kind of meandering as always, a little bit of everything. He talked Lambeau Field, uh, all the places he's been, which is really cool. Uh, family stuff, food stuff, whatever. So uh, give it a listen. And now the prerequisite, as always, we as people who try to create decent podcasts, I guess, always enjoy interaction with fans. 
and we have one in particular, Mr. Matthew, on Facebook who is always liking something, commenting something, posting something on our Facebook page, which is awesome. We just need like 500 more people to do the same thing. So uh, just look up the name of the show on Facebook. Now What Shall We Talk About? You can find us on Instagram at Now What Shall WTA. And for those of you, again, that are just have too much money and you don't know what to do with it, hop on to patreon.com slash N-W-S-W-T-A and uh, throw a few coin our way. Uh, hopefully here soon, maybe I'll do some early releases for the Patreon people. I have to figure out something to do because I can't consistently video record, especially some of these remote um episodes that are coming up but uh well i'll figure something out maybe you get some swag some shirts get some hats uh, who knows what maybe maybe put some of them crazy photoshop things that i've done on some article of clothing or whatever not that anyone would really ever want to wear it but for those of you who are interested in checking out joshua's show um look in the show notes i'm going to try to find it on instagram facebook uh, maybe find a link to google and apple podcast something like that but in the show description i'm going to try to get those links if the site um, that i upload from will allow links if not just look up double wow i'm going to screw it up again i did it dang it that's why i wrote it down double tapped fatigues to slacks um check that out uh, that's the dude i'm talking to today he's one of the three guys and enjoy the show Sorry, I had to run to the bathroom quick. Ooh. All right. So, out of the blue, what, uh, how did you find that site that we found each other on? And let um, me clarify, it's for podcasts and guests, not <laughs> any other kind of site. <laughs> exactly. And you would, uh, and you would think otherwise too, from what it's called, uh, the matchmaker.fm. Hey. Um, I yeah. had to explain that to, yeah, to several people. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I had to do the same thing. I was telling friends about it, and they're like, "Matchmaker, like, yeah, okay, calm down. It's just a, it's a way to find fellow podcasters." Yes. Um. So I've been really digging into uh, quite a few videos, podcast related, um, ways to get in contact with other podcasters. You know, just the the run of the mill, just trying to make uh, my show sound better. Different ways to sure. get in contact with other people. And so uh, I'm going to assume that YouTube picked up on that algorithm and they started giving me the ads. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I was literally looking. I'm in a tiny town in Wisconsin. So I thought, oh, I got some funny friends and whatever. But after four episodes, that well ran dry. Yeah. So I have more people that I really want to do it, but they don't like they're nervous. They either don't listen to podcasts or don't understand what I'm trying to do. Or they just like, I don't want to want to say something stupid on a recording or whatever. So they're, they're out. So I had like four people, five people. Right. And I was literally l trying to find some uh, online, like with Squadcast, like what we're using. And this just yeah. records the audio. It shows us the video because it's easier to talk when you can see someone. But right. all it's recording is the audio. And in my searching for like, what is the best remote recording thing? There was a little sliver that was like matchmake when I thought, oh, was this like, you know, Facebook dating or something? Yeah. And it was like, oh, four podcasters, whatever. And I was like, well, let's see what that is. And then it was 
I was on there for like a day and there's probably 17 messages from diff- like completely different people all like you, like just trying to get started, trying to get out of my social circle, whatever. And it's fantastic. But you're the first. You're my first. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I just did this. Um, probably I, the, I did my first on uh, Friday. Uh, well, not having someone on the show, nice. but being being on someone else's show, uh, gentleman, uh, nice. he calls himself um, the W I Z E Wise. Uh, he's based out of New York. Um, huh. But this this whole thing has been um, yeah pretty wild. I've I've been invited. You you were the second person to invite me, um, and since since then mm-hmm. I've been invited two other times um, to to be on other people's shows. Yeah. So yeah, I'm super excited about it. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to get my thing off the ground. And so it's a, it's a great way to talk to other people and yep. then just to talk about the, the podcasting thing in general, it's exciting for me. Oh, for sure. And it's, I like the possibilities just because I had, there's a couple ladies that have a show and they're hilarious in, uh, not in London, but in the UK. Right. And they were like, oh, we'd like to come on and just they're like, you know, 20 something, like how they're figuring out life in their early 20s or whatever. And I was like, well, I'm 40. So what can you get for me? And they're like, yes, but you can we can talk about what we're going through, what you went through at that time, like the, just the change in time. And they're British. So the accent to yeah. me is just hilarious anyway. Hilarious. But yeah. they're just like they might as well be comedians. But just I mean, people from Australia and what like I'm not talking to people three blocks away at the edge of town it's all over the world and people got shit in common all the time and it's crazy yeah and i had the same conversation with the other gentleman it's like um especially with the world like it is so freaking crazy these days to just have a conversation with people in different spaces different cultures different areas of the world uh or the country um it's it's it creates that um that bond that we all are still americans um, and that we all do share that common theme or just humans. If you're talking to someone across the globe. Oh, for sure. And it's, I always liken it to any sort of social media when it, uh, oh, that's stupid notification. Um, when it's like, Oh, if this doesn't bring back memories, nothing will. And it's all the stuff that I thought I was the only one that did that as a kid. But everyone else like the picture of the Nerf ball with teeth marks in it. Like everyone yeah. did that, but you thought you were the only one that did that. But just yeah. I don't care where you are. Everybody, everybody was eight at one time and did stupid crap. Everybody was 22 and did stupid crap. And regardless of how different you think everyone is, we all did the same shit. <laughs> you know, we all did dumb stuff. We all learned, hopefully, and you're still alive. But it's, it's just nice to talk to people who just I don't have an agenda I'm not selling you something I'm not expecting you to sell me something <clears throat> just let's just sit down and like what's going on man yeah, you know let's have a like, conversation <laughs> that that's that's my goal is just like what's it like in your part of the world you know what's what's your jam that's it yeah so uh, I'll just give you a little bit of background on myself I um I was born and raised in North Carolina and um uh, that's okay. that's still my my heaven for me um but uh throughout the years you know i joined the military in 2008 um and, and the united states army and when i got out in 2014 uh, my best friend lived here in uh, los angeles um, i'm on the outskirts of los angeles in a place called um the antelope valley so um okay things out here are um 
much, much different than how I grew up in North Carolina. <laughs> and um, yes, I, I'm sure yes. you said you're from a small town in Wisconsin. You can you can relate. So, um, uh, yeah, it's it's like a yeah. million miles an hour all the time everywhere in California. And um, it took me a while to get used to. But like I said, I seven years and I'm finally starting to get the grasp of things. That's I was there one time. And it was in, it was my graduation present, but our whole family went. So I don't know how that worked, but um, the Wisconsin Badgers were playing in the Rose Bowl. Got it. So we flew into Vegas, drove across that godforsaken desert to LA. And then, you know, you're thinking like, okay, Los Angeles, because we've been to, I mean, Minneapolis, St. Paul is a couple hours away. So that's, you know, it's a big city compared to where we live. So I'm like, okay, whatever, it's a city. But what I didn't realize is that like, L.A., Pasadena, like all these cities that, you know, when you see on the map, they're different dots for the cities. Right. You don't leave the city. Yeah, it's, it's all city LA. to city to it's it's five hours of freeway driving in a city yep. to get to the next city. It's crazy. And after we were there for a week and saw all the shit you're supposed to see when you go to L.A. and yep. saw, you know, went to the Rose Bowl Coliseum, whatever. And then on the way back, it was like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I just like felt like you got off a roller coaster. Like, dude, wow, I need a nap after that. Yeah. And so um I've been experiencing that for seven years. I unfortunately for me, <laughs> I'm not in the mecca hub of the city that you're talking about. I'm on the very outskirts of Los sure. Angeles County. So I'm in that godforsaken desert that you were talking about. That's that's where uh <sighs> yeah, it's uh it's, it's been <laughs> Over the past couple of weeks, it's averaged uh, 105 degrees every single day. So it's 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 been pretty oh, pretty God. brutal. <laughs> we were well, and we went through in January, so it wasn't hot. But like we're used to, I mean, if you go seven miles an hour over, eight miles an over on the, on the highway, like you're you're safe. You go ten over, you're gonna get pulled over. Yeah. We were going 85, and people were passing us like we were standing still. I thought we were gonna die. Uh, I've had in to- this tiny little shitbox rental car. It was terrible. Yeah, I had to completely change my way of driving. If you don't, if you don't become an <laughs> offensive driver here, you will get ran over. Mm-hmm. Yes, I that I found out like within an hour of being in the anywhere near the city of Los Angeles. That's crazy. Absolutely, and it's like four lanes, eight lanes of traffic, so <laughs> just constantly yes. flowing. <laughs> yes, and I. I'm sure if I had to, I could get used to it. But even I mean, Minneapolis, St. Paul, it's big enough for me. But we'll go. What I like is the uh, the variety. I don't, I'm not, shopping, not really, but like food. Right. I love food. I don't know how I'm not 400 pounds, but you go to Minneapolis, you can start on one side and go three miles. And there's 4,000 different little Hole in the wall, family run. Could be a Mexican place, could be like a bar and grill, Italian, whatever, and not eat at the same place twice. Here we have like five restaurants and three of them are fast food where I live. So yeah. it's just the food options to me are, and by the time you think you're getting through them, they're changed hands in their different restaurants and it's fantastic anyway. So that's, but then after a couple of days, three, four days, like, I'm, I'm good. You can go home now. I'm not sure. So I had the, um, 
had the pleasure of traveling to to Green Bay. So I'm a big time. I told you I was raised in North Carolina. So I'm a big time Carolina Panthers fan. Um, so two years ago, okay, I'll uh, allow that. Yeah, I'll two years that. ago, I, I came out to see my very first professional football game, and I watched the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Um, uh, it was uh, one of the greatest experiences yes. for me. Um, but I started that conversation by saying, I don't know how everyone is not 400 pounds in Wisconsin because those cheese curds are mm-hmm. one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah. yeah, almost, I would say minimum once a week. Uh, and we all know where like, oh, this place has cheese curds, but they're like the crappy frozen ones. This place, like they make a beer batter. And yeah. they and they like you need a fork to eat them. And that's it's a weekly thing. It's just how we do. But yeah, there's a. I always thought it was funny. I don't know who put up the seating at Lambo because it's the, just the metal benches, right? With yeah. the numbers painted on them, mm-hmm. they put those numbers just a little too close together <laughs> because we got some big people here. Yeah, and then in the winter time, you got your Carhartt bibs and these big puffy coats. So if you're at the end of the row, you're standing in the aisle because there is no room for everybody for you to sit down. on your number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's I'm I'm happy you had the chance to experience that because I know a lot of people who are fans of whoever and just people in Minnesota, giant Vikings fans. I'm like, dude, drive the four hours. Like, I'll get you a hotel room. Just you gotta go to Lambo at least once, at least it, once, just it, just to see it. Yeah, for me and for me, for it to be my very first uh, experience, man, it was and, and we got we got we got the crazy. snow, the snow in December. It was like the full, full blown mm. Lambo mm-hmm. field experience. And um, I tell yeah, the story, that's the best way. Yeah, I tell the story all the time. Um, people, the people there, too, were the friendliest people like they'll talk smack. Like, yeah, well, you're going to you, your team's going to get your butt, get their butts, butts whooped. But uh, then they'll buy you a beer afterwards. So like the 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 nicest friendly oh, people that I met. Yes. That's I would say 99 out of 100 how it is. There's yeah. always going to be the one or two that started tailgating at you know 6 in the morning. Yeah. They're a little too far into too many beers and just start shit. You know what I mean? They they're, they're going to want to fight. They're going to be stupid, but that's I don't care if you go to a bar, you go to a concert, there's always that guy. But for the most part at Lambeau, like, we're going to razz you because you're wearing Panther colors. Right. We'll shake a hand. We'll drink some beer. We'll get a get a brat, get some cheese curds, and all will be fine. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad it was a good experience for you because we love it. Yeah, it was great. And uh, I still have a guy's number in my phone that uh, I met one of the first days I was in. I was in Green Bay. And he was like, yeah, man, if you need help, I'll show you around. I'll tell you the places to go. And I was like... This is crazy because uh, we're you know being in, Ca- in California they'll they'll <clears throat> they'll shoot you rather than show you anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a local guide. That's what you need because there's some place that looks like a rundown gas station. Probably has the best food of anywhere in the city. <clears throat> it just depends on where you know and you know local guides, man. Local guides. That's why I like the idea of this because I'd like to travel. I'd like to travel more once my kids get a little bit older, but um, just to make connections like, Hey, if I'm ever out there, maybe we can do an episode, but also tell me where to go get the best Mexican food in 
LA count. You know what I mean? Right. Like you guys know you live there. So if I happen to get to a certain area where somebody is that I talk to, they can tell me, well, you know, I might not want to go here after 9 p.m. Right. <laughs> you know, go here. This is a nice place, hotel. This is cheap. There's some good food over here. You know, they got a concerts in the in the park at on this night, whatever. Just connections, I guess, but in the not in one specific way, in every way possible. Just finding out about what the best stuff is all over the place. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny you bring up the Mexican food because being from the South, I thought Mexican food was one thing. Uh, they serve you stuff with a bunch yeah. of cheese all over it. Um, and then you get mm-hmm. here to, to Los Angeles and you find out that that real Mexican food is something completely different. And it is uh, it is probably one of the <sighs> one of the only things I will miss when I finally do leave California one day. Uh, it's I don't know exactly the reason, but we have a very large a couple towns south of here. Um, I would say half of some of the smaller towns are Mexican population like the uh, the mom and dad. Full blooded, like they only speak Spanish, right? And the kids are the ones that have to tra- translate for them. And luckily, they've opened some restaurants, and a- about half of the people in the town they went there and they're like, "Oh, that's crap," because they're like they've never left the county, yeah. And half of their like the only idea they've had of Mexican food is Taco Bell, yeah, <laughs> which is makes me so sad. But then you go to this place and you get this giant plate with they have to put the shit on like three separate plates, you know, meat and beans and beef and pork and chicken. And oh, it's so good. And to think that Taco Bell is Mexican when you have that right next door is just it's so sad to me. Yeah, um, I think that uh, where I came from, especially the the Mexican population, they wanted to cater the food to what the, you know, the, the people down there wanted to eat. Out here, it's like unapologetic. Sure. This is this is real Mexican food. This is what we're gonna make. If you eat it, cool. If you don't, go somewhere else. Ex- well, yes, there's options there. Yeah, I suppose if it's a smaller area, you have to. If they're gonna go somewhere else, but that doesn't leave anyone to come to your place, right? So yeah, this I think the ones that open here, they have a couple other ones, and they, I mean, you sit down, you order, have to get a margarita, and then. It's like six minutes later, you have this giant plate of steaming delicious food. And I don't understand how it's that good consistently and that fast. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. What uh, when you were in the service and thank you, by the way, where were you? Were you overseas at all? Or where were you stationed? So uh, my very first duty station um, in the service was in South Korea. Um, and I spent three years oh. in South Korea. Um, that was, uh, we're talking about experiences and culture shock and all of those things. That was the yeah. ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate culture shock. Uh, you got this Southern boy, um, for the first time, pretty much out of North Carolina when I joined the army. Um, and I had already traveled all over the country by that point, just being, you know, six, eight months in the army, but then to go to Korea and then just realize sure. that I'm, I'm literally, well, not literally, but I'm a, I'm a fish out of water. Everything that I know is completely different. <laughs> um, yep. But I had some of the best experiences of my life in South Korea. Um, 
I learned so much about, you know, different cultures and different people. Um, I learned so much about, um, you know, myself and being able to adapt and, and then just learning to meet new people. Um, so it, it was pretty, it was pretty wild, but it was a great, great time. Um, and then I, I did spend, um, you know, right at a year in Afghanistan. And that was, um, that was also, you know, a culture shock in a very different way. Um, where, you know, I'm sure yeah, things were, you know, hectic and chaotic and, um, you know, all of the time, every day they were, um, you know, we were, you know, fighting for our lives for the most part. Um, so I, I had, I had, I had, uh, extreme opposites from the two places that, and then I I traveled to several other countries in between, but those are two places that I spent the, the, the most time and, um, completely different experiences, but completely different circumstances as well. Sure. Yeah, I can't imagine my old man was pushing hard and he's not a wasn't going to like disown me if I didn't. But he was pushing. He was a Navy man back in the 60s. Um, So he was pushing for that, you know, when I turned 16, 17 or whatever. And just I don't have a reason why I didn't. I probably should have because I finally I'm 40 years old and I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. (laughs) But um, I'm i I don't feel bad for all the shit the service people have to go through, but I feel bad like I missed out on those experiences. Right. Like I had to figure that shit out on my own, Yeah, you know, and it's I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's like, damn, you know, if I had to go back, I probably would have. Um, but it's just like what 20, 19, you're in South Korea. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was two towns down, broke as hell, living out of a van. <laughs> it, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, so I had um I had a little bit of a different experience. I didn't go in straight out of high school, which um you know sometimes I I debate back and forth on whether that would have been advantageous for me. Um, but I do believe I had I joined sure. at twenty I joined at twenty two, so I had some actual life experience when I went in. Um, gotcha. So, and I believe that that helped me a lot because there are kids that come straight into the military um, right after high school. So uh, they're literally, you know, at home with mom and dad, and then they come straight into this thing where it's just like, hey, your whole life is different now. And, um, you know, it, yep. it's good for them because they have someone all day telling them where to go, uh, what to do, what to wear. But I think it hurts them when they get out because they're like, okay, now what do I do? Oh, sure. They've never had that, like the three, four years like you had to kind of figure out their own system. And then maybe the military helped you along with the structure. But when they have structure, structure, and then they're just turned loose, they don't know what the hell to do with themselves. Exactly. I'm guessing. I yeah. I can't speak on it for sure. But yeah, I think I think for sure that's what happens. They get out and they're like, OK, someone's been telling me what to do for the last 10 years of my life, say. <laughs> And then now I've just got to figure everything out on my own. You know, I came in at, at 18. I'm now 28. So, okay, now what? Now you have to yeah, ex- write a resume. Now you have to do some job interviews. Now you have to get a job where someone's not going to tell you what to do all the time. You just got to figure shit out on your own. And um, it it's definitely a difficult transition for some people. 
I'm sh- I guarantee it is. I mean, there's people that don't go in the service right when they're 18 and just go into life and they don't have any idea what they're doing. So if you have four, eight, ten extra years of someone essentially telling you what to do, making your life decisions for you, keeping right. you alive, and then you're just off out into the world, there's some shit that's going to go wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think now, um, now the the military is doing a much better job with helping people um, to to kind of understand some of that before they get out. You know, when I first went in, they didn't do a very jo- a very good job at it at all. Um, they've evolved to the point where they're actually sure. g- giving people classes on how to write resumes and um, interview techniques, and they're even helping people get into certain um, you know branches of civilian work um, before they get out. Um, so it's, it's, good. it's evolving finally, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, um, it's just a, it's a very strong and learning curve, uh, to go from that environment to, to now I have to, to do everything I'm on. And, and most, most cases they're coming into some, um, <clears throat> some sort of, um, mid-level or leadership field. So they have to really figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's, I guess I was going to ask that and you answered without me asking is if they had some sort of uh, transition program to normal civilian, you know, where it's just, they don't just like drop you off the bus and say, see you later. Like it, they, they're doing something. Well, um, I mean, it is still kind of like that, but um, they do they they do require <laughs> at least the uh, at least the army requires now that you like I said you do the resume class that you do some of the the interviewing sure. classes that you um, you have something set so when you get out you have at least a little bit of a leg up, uh, but essentially after that they're like yep here's the gate we're done with you so uh, figure it out. <clears throat> Do they have things for just because I don't know about it? Let's say you you're 28 years old. They kicked you off the bus and it's like nine months later and you're just having a hell of a time. Is there like a a resource for you once you get out a number you can call someplace you can go? Not that you like need housing, but like I'm just having a tough time finding a job like I don't want to say someone to talk to, but. Something that once you're out, you can refer back to and they can kind of point you in a direction or not really? Well, um, they do have the departments, the Department of Veterans Affairs. Um, they do offer some things like that. Uh, they 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 set everyone up with a, a GI Bill or what's called a post 9-11 GI Bill, where basically if you don't have an education and you've served honorably, um, that you can utilize and the post 9-11 GI Bill will actually pay you a certain amount of money, depending on where you live, to go to school and get a degree or to go to school and, and pick up a trade. Um, so uh, gotcha. those are certain types of things. And they have, you know, <clears throat> uh, private private organizations uh, such as uh, the DAV. Um, I can't remember the exact acronym, but oh, it's yep. something, something a- a- advocate veterans. Uh, they have places like that where where you can go to get yep. help. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it, it is you just kind of figuring it out. But you have to and and you have to search for the resources. Um, no one's there to just tell you like, hey, go sure. here, go there. Uh, but if you search for the resources, there there is some help. And um, for me, I was able to utilize the post on eleven GI Bill. 
So I was able to, to get paid to go to school and uh, get my degree. And uh, from there, you know, I just kind of maneuvered until I was able to get uh, a decent paying job. Nice. What two part question, and it might be long answers. They might be short answers. Just answer it if, if you don't mind me asking, but one, did you struggle at all once you first got out? And two, uh, what did you go, like, what do you do? What did you go to school for? Um, so first part of the answer, yes, absolutely. Um, I just, uh, I just did my first podcast, um, yesterday. Well, I, I revamped the podcast that I had previously and I have two buddies that uh, I'm doing a, a, a new podcast with. And, um, that was our topic nice. was making the transition from military to civilian. And, and yeah, I struggled quite a bit. Nice. Um, uh, I would say that everything that I did and learned, um, and, not having a sense of like um, of what to do next, like I've been talking about, really kind of like uh, set me on a sure a whirlwind for a little while, you know. So I, I drank pretty heavily for the first couple of years when I got out, um, just to you know kind of fill a void, you know. Um, for me, the biggest sure. thing was um, I never got that sense of um, accomplishment um, that I had in the military. Um, mm -hmm. the brotherhood, the camaraderie, um, I've since then, uh, I've learned that I'm never going to get that again. Like I'm never going to have that same feeling. So sure. the point now is to just try and, uh, focus on the positive, like building something for myself, building my own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the, this podcast that we're doing, you know, it's, um, it's a pipe dream these days, but at some point I would love for this to be my, my full-time gig. I love doing it. It's something that I'm still interested in. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but for the time being, you know, I, I do have a great job. I work in the aerospace industry for a company called Northrop Grumman. Um, I'm, I'm sure you, you've heard, um, and, and I love the job. Uh, I get paid well, um, at the end of the day though, it's not what I want to do. So it's still, sure. It's still a, a struggle to to get up sometimes and go to work, but um, like I said, it's uh, for me. It was understanding like you're never going to equal what you did in the army. You're never going to have that sense of accomplishment that you had in the army. You're never going to have that brotherhood. So now, what are you going to do about it? You can't sit around and mope and get drunk all the time because then you're just going to end up a statistic. It's now focusing yep. that energy into building a company, um, you know, doing real estate. If you want to do real estate, uh, practice, you know, a self-help and, um, to, to try and help other people and other veterans that are going through, sure. through the same thing to kind of try and guide them. So they don't fall down the same, uh, negative path that I went through. So, um, I think that that's kind of just been my focus and refocusing that, that negative energy into something positive. Sure. I've heard that and it's not funny that you say that it's it just must be a thing. But the camaraderie, the brotherhood, the accomplishment, whether it's service people or like professional athletes or whatever, like you're up here all the time and you get out and you wake up in the morning and it's like you're just down here yeah. because there's nothing like I, I don't have anything to do today. You you don't have that locker room full of guys. You don't have the you know, your crewmates on a ship or your whatever it may be it's just not there so it usually goes either 
one of two ways you turn that around, you make something good out of it, or you, like you said, you're down way down too low and end up a statistic. So I'm happy that you did. Otherwise I'd be sitting here talking to no one. So thank you for that. But yeah, I get, I, I I don't have that experience because again, I've never done that and I'm not a professional athlete by any means, but a lot of people say that. So I can understand how that that's all, you know, and then it's just gone. Yeah. And it's um, so when you're deployed to, to a war zone, especially it's just like a hundred, hundred miles an hour all day, every day. Uh, but sure. not even that, uh, even when you're stateside, you're, you're uh, especially <clears throat> for me, I was in a combat arms unit. So I was uh, training with the infantry and it's uh, you're constantly training to go to war. So even when you're, sure. when you're not at war, you're, that's, you're constantly training to do that. Um, and I think that that um, that really, you know, like I said, for myself and for for many of my friends since we've gotten out, um, we have that same feeling. It's like, yeah, man, I've I, I've been training to 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 learn how to to not die in combat, to be kind of sure. to, to kind of <laughs> sure. uh, open about it. But then now I'm, you know, I'm going to Kinko's to load paper into a copy machine. So like, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and there's a few guys around here and that I've known in the past who like to get out tough time for maybe three months, six months, just kind of reacquainting themselves with family and friends and whatever. And they'll go out and they maybe drink a little too much. But then afterwards, like they're the ones who are deep diving into like, you guys want to you want to put together a fantasy football league? What about flag football? Let's do a, you know, some kind of tournament, whatever. Like they're always volleyball tournament, softball tournament. Uh, you know, they're trying to organize something just to get people together to do whether it's competitive or not, but like their hands in because then they pro- they're producing something right. like they feel like they've done something that day just to get that little, you know, 5% of the 100% you used to get every day just to give them something. So it's nice because then we don't have to do it and they seem to enjoy it. But it, I, I just I can't imagine what that feels like to just not be able to do that. Yeah. And uh, I, we, we, we dive into that a little bit, like I said, into the podcast that we did yesterday. Um, it's just now it's been, I want to flip houses. I want to get into the Airbnb scene. Uh, my, my two friends, uh, mm-hmm. they both started a construction company and they're, um, they're helping build a, a roofing company from the ground up. Uh, the sign behind nice. me for, for the podcast is a friend of mine. Uh, a couple months back, he said, you know what? I'm not working the nine to five anymore. I'm doing my own job. He started his own sheet metal and powder coating, uh, powder coating company. Nice. Uh, it's like, I want to, do something. I don't care what it is, but it's something that I want to do and I'm going to be the focal point and I'm going to drive it. So that's, um, yep. that's, that's the, that's a theme, man. It's, it's, it's really, you know, hit home for me cause I see it all over the place. That I was just going to say it's everywhere and it's fantastic because I, I don't know if it's the ease of advertising, getting your name out there because of the internet, but there's more people now who are just uh, people who worked at a factory for 20 years and now they're just doing their own thing. Yeah. And they're happier than they've ever been, because if they if they have a bad day, it's basically on them. But they don't have to drag their ass to an assembly line the next day for nine, 10, 12 hours. Right. They just 
you know what? I'm not, you know, the dude that owns the metal shop maybe hammers out a bunch one day and it's it's a Wednesday. So on Thursday, he's like, you know what? It's nice out. I'm going to go take a drive. Yeah. You don't have to. You do your own thing, man. You know, whatever. But just being able to do that, like if he does that kind of stuff, that size, bigger, smaller, you can sh- you can ship that to Sydney, Australia if you want to. I mean, he can sell that anywhere. Yeah, and, and he has. I uh, think he's doing a lot of stuff on Etsy. You know, Etsy's like the big thing now. Yes. So uh, he's shipping out yep. tons of stuff. You know, a lot of beer signs, sports signs, all of those things are oh, yeah. shipping out on, on Etsy. And he's, you know, he's doing really well. So, um, you know, I, I think he got it's good. He got a, a little bit of shit from, from people when he decided he wanted to do it. But um, he's kind of proven some people wrong. Like, hey, uh, <sighs> Yeah. Well, I think sometimes those people are jealous because he not only not maybe they didn't want to do the same thing he's doing, but he did it. Right. And they didn't. You know what I mean? So they're going to give you shit because they didn't have a good idea like that. So good for him for proving him wrong, I guess. You know what I mean? Just you make up your mind and you do it. And if it fails, you try. Who cares? Do something else. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, I think it's 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 having the you know the balls to just do it. Uh, like, hey, yeah. I'm gonna do this. It's mine. Uh, I'm gonna make it succeed. But if for some reason it doesn't, it was mine and I did it. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's uh, the saddest thing to me around here is that with all these factories, there's people who are there and they've been there long enough, so they have their you know, two weeks of vacation for the year, whatever sad number they get. But then they got two, three kids and maybe both spouses, you know, husband, wife or just the mom and kids, whatever. But if they leave, then there goes their insurance. Yeah. So then they got no insurance for the kids. And if you start somewhere else, it's six months before you're eligible for insurance again. So they're unless they have something that they can start up on the side while they're doing their normal day to day and then transition over. I understand why they're scared, but they're scared to just walk off yeah. and start this new thing because that's a whole different ball of wax when you got kids with insurance and uh, kids are gross. So they're always smearing shit on each other and <laughs> ear infections and the flu, you know, just all that kind of they're constantly at the doctor. I mean, I got two boys, so they're just always beating the shit out of each other. So we're at the doctor all the time because they're jerks, but just. Yeah, they just have to do it. But then once the people that do, they're it's a completely different person. They're just happy as hell. And like you can see it, it like you look at them and it they're just happy. It, they don't even have to be smiling, and you can tell that they're just it, it they feel better inside about not dragging their ass to something they hate just for the insurance and the paycheck. And it's it's great because I think the internet has helped a lot with whatever you make, whatever you produce, podcasts, metal signs, doesn't matter. You can get that out to people across the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and from my wife, she made the joke, you know, she's like, you have to drag your ass out of bed every day to go to your job. But for this podcast thing, she's like, you're excited about it. Like you've, you've spent this money to get this equipment. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I, you know, this is something I like I said, the goal is at some point to 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 do this full time. That would be the the, the overall goal. Um because um, it's something that I want to do. You know, I enjoy talking to someone like yourself um, yep. just about nothing or about something. Who cares? It's just to have the conversation. Um, 
Exactly. And it, you know, it's, it's unique and, um, it's, you know, it, it still gives me that drive to want to, to want to, to want to do it. Yes. And that's, I don't even know when I got the idea in my head, but I have like 17 hobbies that I do. And I toss this one in there because I listen to them. Like if I was just putzing around, I got a little mini wood shop in my garage. Just turn on a podcast while I was working. Right. Just, just have background noise. And there, and when I was trying to find ones that I liked, um, you go through a lot of bad ones. And that's why I spent time and money researching what kind of microphone, what kind of the audio interface, you know, whatever, because I don't want to make people listen to like that internet tinny <clears throat> robot voice. Right. Because if it, even if the, you could talk about the most interesting thing on earth, if it sounds like crap, people, like it hurts their ear. They're not going to listen to it. But I feel like <laughs> I dove way too deep into it because I absolutely love it. But then everyone I talk to, I'm like, hey, did you, check, did you listen to podcasts? And they're like, oh, yes, you already asked me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't shut up about it, but I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I have sit here. I didn't have a guest. They canceled last minute. They had something come up last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was. I literally sat here and stared at the wall and talked for 45 minutes to myself. Yeah. And it was I listened to it and I was like, I'd, I'd listen to that if it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. I am perfectly fine with it. Whatever. Yeah. I, I love the the different perspectives that we're getting from, from <clears throat> everywhere. And there's the shows about literally freaking everything. Um, and -hmm. I think all of us uh, that are in the space now, you know, we got some sort of something from the Joe Rogans of the world um, because he's, he, oh, for yeah, sure. he's like the, the grandfather of, of podcasting pretty much. But, um, uh, and you know, to, you know, I don't even, that's not the goal. I mean, that's like a God level podcast, you know, yes. hundred twenty yes. million million contracts and stuff like that. But for, for me, his conversations are what like dragged me in. Um, he talks mm -hmm. to people from every walk of life. Uh, from every aspect of the world, science, you know, military, sports, fighting. Yep. And um, that's, you know, to me, it's like, man, he could have a, a a theoretical scientist on his show one day. And then the next day, he's got a stinking MMA fighter. And, uh, yeah. and it's yeah. a, a complete, you know, change up. But it's it's so good to listen to. It what my goal was, I, I originally was going to have a like just a random list of topics. And then if somebody said, yep, I can come on the show, give them what the topic is. And then we would each kind of research for a week and then sit and talk about it. But I found it very difficult to come up with, like, how the hell am I supposed to pick a topic that I don't know anything about that is still interesting? Right. What if I give somebody the topic and there's you can't find anything on it? Or it's horribly boring or what, whatever. I didn't want to do like another true crime one. And I was like, well, what if we just bullshit? What, what's something's going to come up? It's going to laugh. It's going to be interesting. Who cares what it is? So literally people come, they sit down in the chair, they log on here and we do just exactly what we're doing right now. There's no, this isn't like the how to grill steak episode. It's just, <laughs> Whatever happens to come up, comes up. And that's 
that's why I do like Rogan, because usually if there's a guest on, they're talking about that guest's expertise. Right. But at some point, they're going to get sidetracked and talk about Vikings or mushrooms or whatever, <laughs> some random thing that that he comes up with. Even that has nothing to do with the profession of the person that's there. But you, if you closed your eyes and listened, you could be sitting at that table. Absolutely. Not, not conversating, but like you're, you're, you feel like you're part of that conversation. And that's what my ultimate goal would be, would be just to whoever I'm talking to, to just talk. And the person who's listening, just if we laugh, they laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I say something, they're like, oh shit, man, me too. Like to themselves in their car. <laughs> like that's the end game ultimate goal. But to do it full time, I agree is that's number one a, but I'm not going to go broke trying to sell advertising and whatever. If it takes off, it takes off. If it doesn't, I'm having a blast. Who cares? I'm talking to awesome people. I'm good with it. Yeah. And they've made it so easy. I mean, you can get started doing this for, I mean, I won't say next to nothing. You have to spend a little bit of money, but um, to to yeah. get a good quality sound, you don't you don't have to break the bank. And even to do what we're doing now, um, you got Squadcast. I went the um, Riverside.fm route, but uh, I didn't know which yeah, one to do. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't either. I just kind of last minute did a little bit of research on all of the ones that are I guess popular right now. Uh, and, yeah. and that was the one that I came up with. But even that, you know, it, it didn't break the bank for me to spend the money to to do it. So. No. And 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 no. now I I'm completely set up uh with a couple of buddies to um you know to talk to people all over the world and uh, I I'm I'm you know com- completely excited about it. And um I'm I'm just like you. I want uh, I want the the conversation to grow organically. I don't want to have the the regimented bullet points like yes, we have to talk about A B yep. C and D. Um and I yep. that's one of the things that I'm kind of working out with my my buddies now is like yeah, we do need to have some sort of structure, I guess, especially because there's three of us. But the sure. <laughs> the conversation has to be organic. It can't sound like, uh, yep. okay, now we're talking about this. <clears throat> so Yes. And my one main thing that I did not want, regardless of who I had on, I don't, I don't want an interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want you sitting there, me saying, well, how old are you? You answer. And then me saying, where do you live? And then you answer. Right. I don't want it. It's not 2020. You know what I mean? I want if stuff like that comes up. Awesome. But I'm not going to say I don't have a list of questions. I'm completely journalistically. I'm completely unrepaired, unprepared. I have a can of Mountain Dew and my phone. And that's <laughs> that's all I brought with me is because I, I don't have a plan. I'm just aimless. But I didn't want it to be. Just. An interview. Right. I want it to be conversational, like you said, organic. And everyone I've had so far, including yourself, thank you for not because I tried finding because uh, in your uh, thing on Matchmaker, which still <laughs> is weird to me, <laughs> uh, it has the name of your podcast. Yeah. Or So I was trying to find it like, OK, what's he about? What's his vibe? Whatever. And 
is did you release one yet? Well, so the 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 podcast that I had previously is a different under a different name. The one that we're doing now, the fatigues to slacks. Um, the yes. first episode will be released um, next week. So um, okay. it's it's coming out next week. Um, and like I said, it's it's going to dive into that uh, transition from military to civilian, and then all of the stuff that kind of we all three went through in the process. Um, and the things that we experienced and how we went from screwing up to, to reeling it back in to, um, to sure. now trying to, to use that energy like I was talking about earlier to, to do something positive. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to release it uh, next week. I think um, I'm actually going on vacation. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm going on vacation. Uh, I get the same thing, man. <laughs> um I'm going to, to Mexico on vacation on Wednesday, so they will. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, but yeah. I'm excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife and I, um, we have a blended family of six kids. So, oh my God, you do need a vacation. Yeah, <laughs> we do one vacation a year where it's just her and I. And um, last year we went to uh, the uh, Virgin Islands. And that was completely amazing. And and when you left, it was just called the islands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and um, uh, this year we're going to uh, a place right outside of Cancun called uh, La Playa de Mujeres. And um, oh, okay. I'm yeah, I'm stoked about it. Um, but all that being said, my uh, my buddies will, will be releasing the podcast. I want to say Wednesday. Uh, so it'll be available okay. on all the the major podcast platforms and such. <clears throat> okay, and well, that's good that you didn't release one because in all my internet sleuthing, I was unable to find it. As far as an ep- like to listen, yeah. because we had messaged back and forth, and again, it's it's for podcasters, even though it's called Matchmaker. matchmaker. <laughs> um. <laughs> um but I, I have no idea. What did you look like? What do you sound like? Are you interesting? Do you sound like you've been sucking on a helium balloon all morning? Yeah. Like maybe you have the weirdest voice or like just I wanted to find out something before I talk to this person because not everyone is great. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then so when you popped on, I was like, OK, looks normal. He can speak clearly. <laughs> this We can make this work. Just, you know, whatever. So, so that that was good. But I was freaking out a little bit last night when I was like, I can't, I can't find anything on this guy. But no, that's so next Wednesday. Uh, when before we get done, done, I'll have you reiterate that again. Hopefully, we'll get some listeners for it. Um, but Wednesday, you said you think? Yeah, I'm thinking they're going to release it on Wednesday. Um, that's the day that I'm leaving. Uh, I know that um, my buddy Shane. So my my buddy Shane, my buddy Tyler. Uh, those are the two guys that are doing the podcast with me. They're also prior service veterans. One's an army vet that I was in the military with. And then the other one is his cousin. He's an air force vet. So it's a different perspective, uh, the army and the air force sure. thing. Uh, but Shane is really big into the editing. He He's doing a lot of that stuff even before podcasting was ever even a thing. So um, that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing that he enjoys doing. So I'm like, Hey, you want to do that? Go ahead. Cause I, <laughs> cause then I don't uh, yeah, have exactly. to. <laughs> Um, well, good. Ow. But yeah, so <clears throat> we're looking forward to um, 
So finally getting started, you know, I did the last one by myself and uh, it was great uh, for me because I got the experience of the podcast, Uh, but it was political in nature and um, it ended up causing me more stress and anxiety. So I, I loved, (laughs) I loved the space itself. I love podcasting. I love doing it, but all of the research and stuff that came into the, the political aspect, it just, it was, it turned out to be a little too much. And, um, it, Oh, I, I, I can imagine. I can applaud people that, that, that do that as a podcast every single week, because to be able to maintain your sanity is, um, <laughs> is definitely something to be said about that. Um, but for me, for this one, we all had the same goal <clears throat> that we wanted it to be positive in nature. We wanted to talk about military experiences, but we also wanted to talk about, uh, you know, society, food, um, you know, healthy living, sure. you know, all of the above. Um, and we want it to be all inclusive. You know, I don't want to just bring in military listeners. I want everybody to be able to chime in uh, or not chime in, but uh, sure. tune in and, and hear it and be like, yeah, man, that's, that's something that I freaking went through and I never served a day in the military. So, um, well, sure. And it's, you're three military dudes sitting around bullshitting, but you're not just talking. Someone who was never in the service would listen and be just fine listening. Absolutely. Which is awesome. That's essentially <laughs> what I'm doing, but you got three friends. I mine sitting next to me and there's nobody here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I hope that <clears throat> God damn. <clears throat> dying this morning. Too much Jameson last night. Um but uh yeah, I'm. Who do you guys have for your? What are you releasing it on? I guess. What do you guys have a certain? Uh, what am I trying to say? Is it the host? Uh, I don't know all that. I'm not a tech guy, and I figured this shit out myself. So. Yeah, so I was the same way. I don't know what the term uh, is. My host website is is Buzzsprout. So, um, yes. Okay. So Buzzsprout, I do. Uh, we do have a website. It's uh, it's also going to be under Double Tap Fatigues the Slacks. Um, at buzzsprout i think dot com oh yeah yeah but um when it releases it'll be on all the major podcast websites you know apple um uh spotify um and then there's i don't know google podcast and there's like nine million other platforms um yes (laughs) yes um we will also be releasing the uh the video portion on youtube so you'll be able to find it at double double tap fatigues and slacks you know um on youtube um so uh, you know we're kind of doing a little bit uh of of everything just to see what takes to be honest with you because this is you know i yep. did 24 episodes of the last podcast um but it was pretty much just me talking about the things that at that time i wanted to talk about uh getting the information sure i did very little editing i did very little anything it was just me talking shit and um and then just putting the information out there that uh well because the first thing i did was like all the equipment i'm a kind of a tech nerd like i love just little gadgets and stuff so i was like okay microphone interface whatever got all that i can do a podcast but there's i had to learn i learned adobe audition watched youtube videos oh my god to try to figure out how to do that how to record it editing all that crap I do myself and I'm so thankful that I decided to just do conversational because 
Well, look at that. So, uh, he, my little one just woke you, up. You multiply. <laughs> you multiply. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's the host. There's the the this the remote recording. All that stuff. All that back end stuff. Like you don't just talk and hit go, and it goes on the internet. <laughs> But it's like I did it was Buzzsprout. There was five or six other ones I looked at. Of course, I went with I think it's Captivate. Yeah. Same idea. Right. You put it on there, you use the click the link thing, and then it spreads it all out to all them damn things. But it probably took me longer to figure the back end of it out than it did like, where am I gonna record this? What do I need for equipment? That the the online end of it took me longer than the rest of it and it's not that hard i think i'm just too old for the computer end of that shit and i don't have the patience to to edit something so like there's no bits that i edit in the show it's literally people come in i hit record if somebody sneezes i'll you know edit that out but other than that it's it's unedited until we're done and i have a little music in the beginning music in the end and that's it because i don't have the patience or time to do anything else i guess yeah and so uh same for me i i i had no interest in doing any of the editing and you know funny enough i've read that um or actually not just read but i've heard you know i, I don't want to keep referencing rogan because we're not rogan but that's but he's he, it's the the podcast bible he did it yeah. right <laughs> we should be referencing and that. he does the same thing he says he, he doesn't really edit anything from his show um he just kind of you know, does his thing and then he puts it out, you know, and if you want to listen to it, cool. If not, you know, kick rocks. So, um, yep. you know, that's kind of the the same method that I wanted to go with. Um, because uh, like I said, I don't want it to be choppy or sound funny. You know, I want that organic yep. sound and the conversation to be organic. If we're talking about something and then there's all of a sudden like, oh, okay, weird chop. And it's just going to be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, like the middle of us laughing, it just comes back in, and you wonder what the hell somebody said. What the hell happened there? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I don't want that. Um, but yeah, man, this uh, this thing for me has been uh, it's been a, a new light. Uh, it's, getting, it's given me that that motivation to 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 do um, to go out and buy the equipment and to to jump on some of these matchmaker fm websites. Mm. <laughs> exclusively for meeting other podcasters exactly they need to really need to change the name like podmatch.fm something maybe we start our own i don't know but that i had some explaining to do when i downloaded the app on my phone what's what's matchmaker message because there's a message like just where you can see the messenger or the messaging you can't search for guests or shows but just the messages there's an app on your phone well, explain that one. You know? Yeah. Okay. Why well, was a bunch of dudes in there? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Yeah, my wife was the same way. I was. Uh, she said, "What in the hell is Matchmaker, <laughs> honey? It's it's for podcasts." <laughs> uh, Honest. I, I, I swear. I promise. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I'm sweating balls on this couch, and I even got the air on. Jesus. Oh. <clears throat> oh. All right. Well, give me one more time. Do you know? Well, I suppose there's no site. Um, 
because it's on the podcast players. The name of the show, like how people can find you when it's released, one like in a linear fashion, how people can find you guys once the show is released and when it's going to be released. Um, okay, so let's uh, we'll start with the name of the show, Double Tapped Fatigues to Slacks. Uh, it's just three military guys, uh, two Army guys and an Air Force guy talking about, you know, experiences and life in general. Uh, we're obviously going to throw some some military stuff in there. So uh, if you have any sort of a military background, I'm sure we'll be able to relate. But um, there'll be a lot of just, like I said, healthy living and um, um, society, food. You know, there'll be a little bit of everything in, in these podcasts. Um, this particular one that we recorded yesterday um, will probably be available Wednesday. Um and I think there is um, my buddy has set up a, a Patreon account, so you'll be able to get it earlier um, in the week if you sign up for the Patreon. But if not, you'll be able to hear it um, later in the week for free. Um, and it's going to be available on all major podcasting websites, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, and Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your po- Stitcher, I think is another big one. <sighs> Um, mm-hmm. and so we're, we'll also, you'll also be able to find us on Instagram, double tap fatigues to slacks, uh, Facebook, um, all of the major social media platforms. And, um, I not only ask for, but I encourage people to, to chime in and, uh, give us some, some insight into to what they like and what they don't like, uh, because I would love to keep doing this and, uh, I don't want it to be shitty. So, um, <laughs> yes, critique. Yeah. We need critiques. Yeah. We all need critiques. Absolutely. Um, please let us know what you think. Uh, and I, you know, I want to keep doing this thing. So, uh, I definitely, and that's one of the harder things. Um, and I'm sure you, you can attest to this as well, uh, is to get people to review your show. So, uh, yes, yes. I beg every week. So like somebody, if you have somebody you think would be a good guest, a topic, a movie you want me to review, I don't care. Just say something to me. Absolutely. And I think I had four reviews on Apple Podcasts now and like the f- seven total, the rating that people that didn't leave an actual review. And that's after eight weeks yeah. let's i'm like i'm gonna start offering beer and cheese curds for people to leave these goddamn reviews just because i need come on it helps when when they rate it it helps filter it up into the search results more so apple Podcasts rate even if you don't rate a review just click the five star even if you think it's three star click five yeah, star click. just it's that easy uh yeah i i offered t-shirts and hats uh my last podcast and that still didn't even really do anything people just i, I, <laughs> I don't know what we have to do to get people to review these things uh, it's, it's so easy yeah um so yeah uh like i said it's, it's gonna be um us bullshitting most of the time um and I, you know, I hope some people can take some positive things from it uh, because that's, you know, part of our overall goal is to to kind of help people through our own, you know, screwed up experiences. Like, hey, this guy was a was a freaking animal for for four or five years after he got out of the military and um, he was able to, to square his life away and, 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 and you know, move into the right direction. Um, so, you know, obviously it, it, it worked for me. And I'll tell you what, I was really. Uh, on a downward spiral for a little while, uh, but I was able to reel it in. And, um, you know, that, that put me in the position where I'm at now, where I get to talk to someone like yourself and uh, have some of these interesting experiences. 
Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, I'll give all the details on, um, in the intro also. But um, yeah, I got real estate crap to do this afternoon. Ugh, and I don't want to. <laughs> People, there's no break. If you're thinking of getting in real estate, there is no break. There's no time off. Um, I had people texting me at 1130 last night wanting showings today. But um, I would definitely do it again. I will recommend people listen to yours. I will listen and subscribe to yours. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I guess if you have anything else you need to promote, let me know. Otherwise, we'll uh, hopefully talk to you again at some point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, absolutely. Once we get up and going and we get some show scheduled, I uh, would love to have you on the show as well. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I'm game for that. Awesome. Well, it's been a it's been a pleasure, and uh, thank you very much for having me on the show, brother. All right, yeah. Thanks for getting up early yeah. for me. <laughs> All right, man. All right, take you care. Do the same. Yep. Bye. Now,